Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Create Ideas in Commercial Real Estate. This is your host, Ashley Koltonsky. How's everybody doing? <laughs> I uh, I apologize for being MIA lately on pushing out some new content. Um, life has been busy, work has been busy. You know, the market is picking back up, at least here in the Pittsburgh area. Uh, all good things. These are, are exciting times and we're coming out of, you know, quarantine life, hopefully vaccinated and safe and healthy. Um, but you know, things have been a little bit crazy, which actually is being tied into the podcast episode today, creating focus for greater productivity. Yay. (laughs) I have been, I have been, struggling with, uh, my ability to multitask. I don't know how, how you guys measure up and feel about if you're a multitasker or not. Um, it's, it's like becomes at some point this thing we all brag about, right? Like I can juggle 10 things at once and I'm awesome and I'm amazing and I get it, but Oh, does it work? Is it working for you? Cause it's not working for me at least lately. I think, I think there's a balance, but I just wanted to discuss this idea. This is obviously a more general podcast episode. Um, I do want to share my ideas at the end on how to combat this and just create greater focus and which will lead to, I just think better product in the end. And I produce creative work, uh, graphic design, marketing communications, um, projects. And I can tell when, when things are so slammed and I'm multitasking multiple projects that it is just not as best quality as I can create. I know that. So that's what I wanted to discuss today and leave the listeners with just some ideas and food for thought on single tasking versus multitasking, because I think multitasking, it's not what it's all chalked up to be. I wrote out some thoughts before I recorded, and I also pulled in some articles I'll discuss too, um, with some facts from psychologists and studies, research studies done. But my myths and thoughts on multitasking in general is that, you know, it's the efficient way to do things and everyone needs to be able to do it. And you need to be highly productive because you can, you should be able to juggle three things at once, um, and be a superhero and save time. Um, I also think it's thought to be this superior method. Like there's some sort of I'm smarter if I can multitask and do many things at once. Um, I think it's kind of a load of crap. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Uh, I don't think it's the superior method anymore. I don't, I don't think you are smarter if you um, are a, a better multitasker than me. <laughs> you might be smarter than me, but not because you're multitasking. I just, I don't think that, um, it's fair to say that in the myths of single tasking, if we were to compare and single tasking is obviously focusing on one thing at a time versus juggling many things. But 
I think the myth is that it takes too much time and it's not efficient and it requires less intelligence. And like I said, the people who can juggle many things at once, um, uh, are, are you bigger and better because you can do many, many things at one time and, and hypothetically supposedly save the company money or time? Uh, I don't think it's working. I really don't. I'm here to break it down. But, um, you know, maybe you are uh, a freak of nature and you can do many things at once and produce awesome work. I just, I uh, don't believe you. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's true. The basic, I, the basic theory behind all of this is if you have your cup, okay, and you have a hundred percent capacity or energy or focus or attention or however you want to measure it. If you're doing 10 things at one time, um, you're really on average putting 10% of yourself into each of those 10 things. It's just facts, you know? So, you know, and the less that you're doing, I think the more capacity you have for each of them. So if you're doing two things at one time, you have around 50% give or take capacity of yourself, of your intelligence, your brain power, your energy, whatever it is. Um, but the thing is, and a lot of these studies are showing our brain function, it takes brain function to switch to, it's called context switching, you know, or another article by very well mind. What do they call it here? Um, executive function. So it, your brain is switching through these executive functions, which are basically telling it's telling us what to do, how to respond, how to act, how to think or whatever in response to something. Um, and when you switch from one thing to another, it's just taking more energy to make that switch. And when you're constantly switching from one to another, it is, uh, really draining for your mind. It's just not healthy. So the history, the, the way back in the day, where did the word multitasking come from? Um, this is from simpleslowlovely.com, which I hope we all live simple, slow, and lovely. <laughs> but the term multitasking first appeared in 1965 and was used to describe IBM's technology and how computers can multitask. And then links to human behavior were made and here we are. So, and it's now a term that's synonymous with fast paced, um, doing many things at one time. <sighs> Yeah, here we are. Uh, it's it's a little bit overwhelming in my opinion. And I've just been thinking about it so much because I love to pour my creative energy into my work. I really love what I do. And I am just, I'm I feel it, and I'm sure you guys can relate when you're when you have a day that's like jam-packed with meetings, calls, zooms, um, team meetings, whatever, back to back to back to back. And you get home and you like take your shoes off and lay on the couch and you just want to like veg out, right? <laughs> you want to like turn your brain off, turn on a stupid show and not think anymore. And that's because it's exhausted from like tossing around 10 or 12 different meetings and thoughts and focus areas of, of your work schedule 
that's hard. It's, it's hard on the brain. Um, I think that the people who are better at this have just honestly been trained to be better at it. And what I mean by that is they've practiced it longer. That's all like you're, you just either grew up in an environment where you were doing that in school, um, or very involved in college. And so you're constantly like doing this and that and able to like juggle a lot, but it's, it's not, um, it's definitely not more productive. 100% it's not so, and it's not healthier for your brain. It, like I said, it costs more energy to redirect your mind and move from different tasks. So I wanted to talk about why that is, what are these studies saying, and then tips for how to create more focus for greater productivity in your life and how that relates in our commercial real estate world, which we all know we're, we're, especially in brokerage, which is like the, the area that I work in, we're juggling many things at one time. Um, many projects, clients, properties, whatever it is, it's, it's just like a constant, um, juggling act of keeping it all together and, and providing what we need to for our clients and, um, servicing people as best we can. So I want to talk about the articles and then I'm going to give some tips on really how to steer away from multitasking and reframe your brain into single tasking, which will give you more focus and more, um, better, better, uh, productivity, better end content or whatever that is, whether that's working with someone, better relationships, um, better design. It's, it's, I just definitely think that this is going to increase your business and increase your professionalism and increase just how you do your work. So on verywellmind.com, uh, a Stanford university researcher found that people who were considered these like heavy multitaskers, really good multitasker task taskers, um, <laughs> were actually worse at sorting out relevant information from irrelevant details. So they could do a bunch of things, but they like couldn't do it right. You know, they couldn't like pull out the relevant information of, of some context. Very interesting. And I always say, if you want something done right, you have to take your time and do it right. If you want really good marketing, you have to take your time. It takes time to produce good product. Uh, the study later said that even when multitaskers did focus on a single task, their brains were actually less effective and less efficient. So they're like the way that their brains worked was like their cognitive process was impaired, um, which I thought was pretty interesting because, you know, it makes sense. So they're trained to, you're just, the way that I'm seeing this is that you're just not giving your time and attention to something fully. You're not present in that moment. Another article to, or another, um, excuse me, study that a psychologist named Gerald Weinberg did. Um, he talked about each extra task or, or context that you're switching between. So that brain switching process, it is taking, um, 
20 to 80% of your overall productivity. And I, I skimmed through a lot of articles about this single tasking versus multitasking idea. And on average, it usually was, um, showing this like 20 to 40% range loss in productivity per task in your, or no, excuse me, in your overall productivity. So, I mean, that's pretty massive. That's pretty big. So when you focus on one thing at a time, right, when you're hanging out with a friend, when you're doing one thing and you put your phone down, you're giving that person or that friend or that task, if it's a work situation, 100% of you, your capacity. And if you are switching between two tasks at a time, and again, this is according to that psychologist, Gerald Weinberg, switching between two tasks at a time, 40% of your productive time. So 20% loss to context switching between those two tasks. And then he says, switching between three tasks, um, 20% of your productivity time for each and a 40% loss to context switching. So you're losing productivity for each. And then you're also losing overall productivity for context switching, which again is like what I referenced before that redirecting your brain, um, the switching executive functions kind of thing that is, uh, it's, it's harming what you're trying to do. It's harming your overall goal of doing things right or, or mistakes. I mean, I've talked to some people who work, uh, closer with numbers too. I mean, when you're rushed or you're not focused on something or say you're in an Excel sheet and you're working on something and then you get a call and you pick up that call and then boom, and you accidentally skip a couple lines in that Excel sheet and boom errors, right? errors, mistakes, you lost focus, or if you have to try to find and go back to the Excel sheet where you lost your train of thought or where you got interrupted by that phone call, um, that's that context switching. So you're rewiring your brain back into the present moment of the Excel sheet and you're trying to find the line that you were on or whatever. That's all loss in productivity. So I've been feeling it lately. I have been feeling like I am trying to do it all. I'm trying to like juggle it all. So it's been on my brain and that's why I wanted to share this with you and talk about tips and research tips really on how to uh, do create more focus and do things a little bit better so that I'm doing my job to the best of my abilities. And what I what I think works for me, actually, let me go through a couple tips that I've I've pulled um, from some articles like VeryWellMind.com, Rescue Time, Context Switching. Um, basically, you know, think through your schedule. Think about. I think it, this might be individual to each person. What works for you? Um, I like the idea of like, so I'm a creative and I'm, I work, you know, in graphic design and marketing. And there are times where I'm in a creative flow and I'm able to just, just work on a project. And I'm really in like kind of vibing with it and flowing through the design process really, really nicely. And then if I get interrupted or if I have a meeting that's breaking up that time, 
it kind of like sucks. It kind of like puts a puts an immediate stop to that creative time. And then I have to like try try to um get myself back in that mood for that creative flow. So one tip I have is understand when I think maybe bucket your your task or your work life into a couple different categories. And maybe one of those, like for me, and again, I'm like on the creative side, creative time, my like creative flow time. And then there's meetings and collaboration time, so to speak. And then maybe there's administrative time, like things that are kind of a little more less creative, but still need to be done and a little more mundane to my work life, um, but still still necessary, still got to get it done. Um, although it would be nice to create one bucket that's like a trash can. <laughs> can we just toss a few of these responsibilities in the trash? No, I'm kidding. But try to categorize what you do and what are the different categories based on like maybe focus or maybe based on interactivity with other people. Um, maybe it's softwares that you use. Maybe if you're like, I'm in Excel, a big portion, maybe it's like focus time as far as like number navigating and work like that. Um, I don't know. Think about your jobs in that sense. Maybe it's like, Oh, every, every so often or every couple of days I have to create a budget for something. And so I need that focus time to budget. Anyways, just come up with your categories and then understand what works best for you. So a lot of this is like looking at what's worked for you and what doesn't work for you. So for me, I actually prefer to have meetings in the afternoon and I prefer to have my creative flow hours in the morning until like noon or one or two. If I could get a big chunk of time that's creative flow time, you know, and then schedule meetings in the afternoon, I feel a little more relaxed after having some like solid design time on my books, so to speak. Um, another way that this could work is doing themed days for your calendar. So, and I've all honestly done this too, and I'm doing this with kind of my work from home schedule sometimes where if I know that I have to work on a design or a project, um, and not anything else, it's, you know, I have a deadline. I know that I need to work on this project for at least eight hours, one solid day. I stay home so I'm not being distracted. Um, so that's another tip, like kind of reduce distractions. But this one, this theme day, like is is there one day out of the week that you don't take any meetings? You say, you know, I don't meet with people on Monday because that is my creative flow day or that is my budgeting and administrative task day or something where you're reducing distractions and you're scheduling out your week to give you know, different days to different categories of your work life that you need, um, that you need to fulfill. So that's an idea. And I've done that. And I think that's like working really well for me. Um, but trying to reduce distractions and this, like the brain switching functions constantly, like off and on and off and on. Um, maybe you have different sides of your business. Like maybe if you work with clients uh, some days and then you work on internal projects other days. So maybe you schedule like 
Monday, Wednesday, Friday are like my client days or Tuesday and Thursday are like my client days. I schedule all my client meetings on those days. I'm like at their service and I, um, you know, I know I have to get prepared on Mondays and Wednesdays for those Tuesday, Thursday meetings, you know, and you just, just put a little more intention into your scheduling so that you can focus and single task instead of kind of the chaos of ups and downs and backs and forth in your schedule of multitasking. What is going to be more efficient for your focus time? Um, reducing distractions. That's a big one. I think this comes, um, it goes hand in hand with getting really real and honest with yourself. What distracts you? I can get honest with myself. Um, hello, Instagram, you are a massive distraction to me and a pointless distraction to me. Um, and just my phone in general. So my phone, I have a Google pixel, but it has a pretty cool feature that I think I'm guessing, I hope most phones can do nowadays. Um, we are in 2021, the feature should be there, but you can set, I think a feature on your phone where you just flip it face down and you won't get calls and texts, like notifications. It's kind of like a silent mode or something without like actually turning, you know, your phone on vibrate and then forgetting it's on vibrate or whatever. It's just when you flip your phone face down, it, um, quiets your phone. So it's like a good focus time. So I'm not like seeing any texts that come through and distract me, which again is firing that, you know, brain function to switch off and on and back and forth between tasks it is just releasing that distraction while I'm focused on something else on my computer. Um, I think that's a big one for me. That's like really, really helped or even keeping your phone. Like, I mean, get real and honest with yourself. Like put your phone in your desk drawer. If you have to like turn your phone completely off, if you have to, if that's going to help clear some clutter of distraction for you for four hours to focus on one thing. I promise. I really, really believe that it, you're going to see a significant di uh, difference in your workflow and your focus. And not only that, but your mental health. So this is all like really the whole goal of this is to discuss these ideas, but, um, it's, uh, it's taking care of yourself as a person and as an employee and your mental health. If it's suffering because you're, you're pulled in so many different directions, I encourage you to really take a good look at these thoughts and ideas and how to, how to just take care of yourself and, and set some boundaries for yourself that will, um, just help you be a healthier and better person and, and do better work. Cause I, I think they've helped for me. So really that's, that's the whole idea of the show today and why I wanted to pop on here, um, create more focus and greater productivity by single tasking instead of multitasking. Um, if you have other ideas, I'd love to hear them, you know, building these habits will, I truly believe help you with your workflow and your mind and your stress levels. So if you have any other ideas, I'd, I'd love for you to share them on Instagram or shoot me an email note. Like, um, 
just simple little tricks and tips. I hope, I hope this episode was helpful. I know it wasn't super commercial real estate based, but just something I, I, I could, uh, certainly relate to recently in my work life. And, um, yeah, I hope it stirs some thoughts in you to create some better habits for yourself. Uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> we have some other great podcasts in the pipeline. We have a couple guests coming up. I actually don't want to tease them right now because, uh, I want them to be a surprise, but, um, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a little more commercial real estate focused and based. So keep playing the podcast, keep, um, sharing it with your friends. That's really the best way to get the word out about the show. And I greatly appreciate all of your support. And if you ever have inspiration and like a spark to be on the show with me, reach out, please. Um, the podcast hand or the Instagram handle for this podcast is at create.pod. So find us there. You can message me there. Um, or just find me on Instagram, Ash underscore underscore Colt. And we can chat. We can chat about business ideas, leadership, creative ideas, technology, um, commercial real estate, market dynamics and research and whatever, whatever. I'm, I'm open to your ideas and I want this to be a space of collaboration and idea sharing. So anyways, I hope you're well. I really hope you're well, and I will talk to you next time. Have a great week.